Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this transformational Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. Let's dive right into it. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. And we're going to start, as you guys know, I am on the road, or on the island, I should say, uh, just north of the equator in the Indian Ocean, hanging out south of India in the Maldives. So it's been a little bit of a different time zone. I'm 12 hours east of California right now, Time zone wise, but I've got last night's update from The Voice. Are you guys watching The Voice? This is The Voice. I'm going to have uh, Rudy from Bachelors listen to your heart. I'm going to play that just momentarily for you. Plus, we have an update on a Bachelor birth, Taylor Swift updates, Vanderpump rules, and Golden Bachelor. Plus, Rachel Recchia is at it again. That's right. My featured content today will be Rachel Reckia misparaphrasing, misquoting, and being misguided with her comments about ex-fiance Tino Franco. You love to see it. We're going to get into that. But first, here, again, if you didn't watch Listen to Your Heart, uh, the one-off Bachelor spinoff that had basically uh, singers and musicians all competing for love and duets, well, one of the best singers Actually, I should say it. The best singer from the show, as far as pure vocal talent, was Rudy. On Instagram, her name's It's Just Rudy. And I don't know if uh, she'll, she might be too famous by the time the voice ends. We tried to get her on Driving with Dave, and she said, You know what? I have something in the works right now that's going to not let me be on that, but maybe after. And what we found that out, uh, we found out that that was the voice. So if you don't know, uh, it's a blind audition. You sing your heart out, and then the judges decide if they're going to turn around or not. In this case, the judges are Gwen Stefani, uh, John Legend, Reba McIntyre, and Niall. Uh, is that his name? Niall Horn? Do I have that right? From One Direction. Either way, here's the clip that Rudy shared on her Instagram. And when you hear a noise, that means they're, the judges are turning around, which essentially means that they will compete over who gets to pick her. Have a listen to... To Rudy, formerly of The Bachelors, listen to your heart and now becoming a national star. Have a listen. I'm not just one of your many toys. Ooh. You don't own me. Don't say I can't go with other boys. Oh, she's crushing it. Don't try to change me in any way. You don't want me. Don't tie me down, cause I would never stay.
ladies and gentlemen, that was Rudy singing her heart out. The first judge to turn around was Gwen Stefani, and she competed with all other judges to become uh, Rudy's mentor, which means moving forward, Gwen Stefani will have a batch of hopeful singers competing against the John Legend and Niall and Reba McIntyre. And boy, are we looking forward to see, because look, this was great, but this felt like Rudy, as beautiful as she sounded, only kept it in third gear. I mean, Rudy, she's got that um, that unique ability. Her voice is very unique. Is a unique ability a word? <laughs> she's got it, folks. Um, I'm no singing expert, but I get goosebumps when I hear Rudy sing. And we are very excited to see her flourish on a national level, on a much bigger platform, Uh, you know, The Voice being a hit show. So good luck to Rudy. So happy for her. And we're also happy for Becca Martinez, who announced yesterday that her baby was born, born on the morning of his daddy's birthday, September 28th. That's right. Uh, Becca posted an Instagram story or an Instagram reel of her third child, and we're very happy happy for her. I don't think they've named the baby yet. It's just baby boy. I think it's a boy, Uh, but uh, hopefully they come up with some uh, name there pretty soon. I don't know. I mean, how long can you wait? A couple weeks? Uh, you know, get your name in, folks. And they sh- and, and of course, Becca Martinez showed a beautiful reel of her baby. Well, Becca Kufrin, I don't know, maybe I covered this already, but people were wondering, why is she covering up the face of their baby? Why post about it if you're going to cover it up, people are asking. And she said other moms can do whatever they'd like with their own children. Again, this is Becca Kufrin now. We decide to protect him and as much privacy as possible on social media. It's a personal choice, but uh, that may not please others, but that does doesn't mean I'm not proud of my baby. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So good on Jake on, uh, on uh, Thomas Jacobs and Becca Kufrin for deciding to keep their baby private. But also, you know, I understand why Becca Martinez doesn't. I mean, people follow her family. It's what puts food on their table. If we were going back to some uh, time period where you could, you know, spend all day working in the farms or or make content with your kids, maybe making content with your kids is what you would do. Now, again, that can lead to some problems out there because there's stalkers and random situations. You're putting your kids at harm's way. But to be quite honest, your kids are going to be in harm's way regardless of whether or not you pimp them out on social media. That's my opinion, at least. And I'm going to share a now now, good story, as there's a happy ending to a missing nine-year-old girl. Uh, she was found safe after being abducted. I'm going to get to that story right after a quick word from our sponsors. All right, as promised, we have a happy ending to an otherwise very scary story. Missing nine-year-old girl found safe after abduction fears. Suspect in custody. This is from, let's see, I think this is New York. Yeah, New York State Police announced Monday that Charlotte was located and in good health after vanishing Saturday during the camping trick trip with her family in upstate New York. Charlotte disappeared after going on a bike ride in Morrow Lake State Park, hitting the bike trails with her close friends before dinner and never returning. Her mother feared she had been abducted after her bike was found on one of the park's loops. Law enforcement launched a search of the park with state, federal, and local agencies working together. The extensive search enlisted police, dogs, boats, underwater teams, and drones to try and find Charlotte. Uh, and uh, looks like it looks an Amber Alert went out and all this stuff happened. It's unclear when and where Charlotte was found, and officials have not released the name of the suspect or what charges they could face. It's still an active investigation, but oh my gosh. I guess these are the fears and the things you have to worry about when you have a kid. For me, it's like, look, 
I don't know. I don't have kids, but if I get kids, I think I'm going to have a tracking device installed on them. Like, I don't know how that works. Maybe I'll ask Colton Underwood, hey, how can I get a tracking device installed on my child? Is that something you could do? Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's illegal, but you know, maybe a bracelet that's something that in case you lose them, you can just, you know, because it's like, geez, you know, talk about going to the mall. You turn your head. Kids are just running away left and right. Don't need it. All right, so we'll get back to some more Bachelor content in a second. But first, a quick Taylor Swift update. NFL TV ratings set record for Sunday night football. Boy, are they loving to pimp out this Taylor Swift story. NBC released updated ratings and says the game actually peaked at 29 million viewers, an average 27. The new numbers include people who watched on NBC Network as well as streaming numbers. So this is all because Taylor Swift shows up to a football game. Oh, boy. I mean, can... Does Taylor Swift want to show up to my podcast? Can we get her to do driving with Dave? I mean, I'm all joking aside. We could never get that, but literally, it would it would it would probably buy me a home if we could get Taylor Swift to just drive with me. Maybe I'll pretend to be an Uber driver and pick her up. Is that illegal? Probably. All right. Well, uh, quick Vanderpump Rules news. This is Ariana Maddox uh, talking with Extra TV about Dancing with the Stars. She's got a new partner after you know, of course, breaking up with Tom Scandaval, Sandoval Tan- Scandaval, and here she is mentioning what it's like having her new partner watch her dance live on TV. Your now boyfriend was there also. Is it more nervous when people are there? Would you rather nobody come or do you like the support? <laughs> I really like the support. Actually, I think I was I was actually worried a little bit that it would make me nervous um, seeing them, like if it would take me out of my element or put me in my head. But then ultimately, like when we went down and we were doing like our teaser before the commercial and they were literally right there where we were standing, seeing them feeling that was actually really helpful. I loved it. I'm going to quote you here. Scandal doesn't define me. So what does define you? Who is Ariana Maddox? I feel like what defines me is my love and my relationship with my family and friends and my work ethic and my dedication and determination. All right, so there's just so much to cover these days between Dancing with the Stars and Vanderpump and Special Forces. Love is Blind, Golden Bachelor, The Voice. Let's go to a Golden Bachelor reaction. This is the Claire and Emma podcast. Love to see it. Uh, And this is them talking about how how much they loved the opening scene in the following full episode of Golden Bachelor. Have a listen. I mean, from the the opening moment where he's getting dressed and he puts on his hearing aid and it was not a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal, but it was not a big deal. It was simply this very attractive, energetic man who you'd kind of like to get to know. (laughs) And he, as part of everything else, he put on his hearing aid. I'm like, this is different. I'm a little disappointed because I do like snarking about the show and I, I was watching it waiting, you know, with my pen, I yeah, oh, I, I can make this sarcastic comment when, when I go on and talk to them, I, there was no snark, maybe later. <laughs> But so far, no snark. So are they are they learning that we don't necessarily need snark-worthy content on The Bachelor? We just need good quality. Or maybe maybe this is just a breath of fresh air because there has been so many dinks, you know, some like idiot dudes with their shirt off, you know, no substance and all physical attraction that maybe Gary Turner is bringing back some sentimental feelings. Or is it that we all want to root for him because he's at a point in his life where he wants 
wants to find love and ride into the sunset. And I think we wish we could have all of that ourselves, right? So either way, plenty of different reasons to root him on, but we'll see if the show can sustain those opening numbers that it had. Of course, the numbers were bonkers good as, uh, you know, the, the, it was the highest rated because the glory days of The Bachelor kind of went into the middle point of the pandemic. Tasha and Claire season and then Matt James season, that was pretty much the hike, the height of it. Not to say Katie Thurston's season didn't get good numbers, but Katie Thurston had her season and then followed by Michelle Young. It almost got to a point where I think audiences, the world was opening back up again, people were going out, and we couldn't keep up with all of the chaos. Well, Gary Turner's bringing back those ratings, and we didn't even need Taylor Swift to help out with it, so good on them. All right, speaking of drama and scandal and all of that, uh, we've got Rachel Reckia on the Almost Famous podcast. And uh, I've got this YouTube video up. It's probably 17 minutes long or whatever. And it really goes in depth into what the hell's going on out there. But to keep it short, she was on Nick Vile's podcast and they had all the producers and everyone in the world being able to, you know, get the right quotes. And she still misquoted what ex Tino Franco said. They were accusing Tino of offering her dating advice and all of this bonker stuff. Well, now Rachel Recchia went on the Almost Famous podcast and Rachel Recchia attempted to quote Tino, but she got it completely wrong. And in the process, is kind of just like twisting his words. So we're going to hear Tino talk about twice, uh, Rachel twisting his words. And then we get to watch it play out as she does it on air. And then you can hear what Tino actually said. So I will play that for you uh, right after a quick word from our sponsor. Okay, so this is a three-parter. The first is Tino on Courtney Robertson's podcast. Then we're going to have Rachel Recchia on Almost Famous, sort of twisting his words. And then we'll go back to what he actually said on Courtney Robertson's podcast. Have a listen. It was more like, <laughs> I don't necessarily know, because I don't think he knew where I was. But it was more like I called and just was like, I don't know what to do. This is like not, it, it just keeps getting worse. Like, So this is the moment when Tino realized he was in a setup situation in when they filmed him at the safe house and he ripped his shirt off. This is that moment he's talking about. Like everything I say, it just feels like, you know, it's either being used against me or twisted. And anytime I try to defend myself, it's the same thing. Oh, you know, are you blaming me? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, you know, if anyone who's ever been in an argument with their partner or ex or someone they're fighting with, and when they use your words and try to twist them against you, it ain't a fair conversation. At that point, it is right to walk away and talk when cooler heads prevail. So he already mentioned once he felt like she was twisting his words. He's about to mention it a second time. So you asked me this, and this is from my perspective what happened. So it was it was just really tough. It didn't really feel like there was a win available at that point. I certainly wasn't getting what I wanted in the sense of like us repairing our relationship. So I was just I think it it just got me to the breaking point and I was I was ready to You were out of there. It. <laughs> yeah, I think it, at one point I said like you know, if she wants to break up with me just do that rather than, you know, keep twisting my work. Because at, at a certain point, it's like, if you want to break up with somebody, I, I don't really see any point in having like a long conversation about it. Like it, the questions to me were just coming off as like, well, how bad can I make you look on my way to breaking up with you? And I don't think, I don't know or think 
that was her intention or the shows. But like, that's what I was feeling at the moment when I took my mic off. Absolutely. There it is, folks. So twice he says she was twisting my words. And you can kind of hear him catching himself at the end there. Uh, but that's how he felt, I'm sure. I'm sure. Look, he, I asked him when I interviewed him, I, I said, hey, there, you guys must have had some really bad blowout fights. And he was like, no, really? Only the last one. I kind of had assumed that that was the case. But what he finds out, and maybe maybe Rachel, even though she's a pilot, would be a great lawyer because or a detective. She's trying to catch him in a lie there. He thinks that there was no winning that situation in a win to him was that they got back together, that they gave it another shot. He also mentions in the After Reality podcast episode with Courtney Robertson, that's how you credit a podcast, go listen to it. It's actually a fascinating interview. He mentions there that she asked him for the ring back. And he says, while we didn't define whether or not we would date other people at the moment, he kind of asked, like, does that mean the relationship was no longer there? It's more than a gray area, but it's definitely an area of question. And I don't have the answer to that. And I don't think Rachel or Tino do. So, you know, throwing out the C word cheating, it's complicated because we weren't there. And uh, clearly neither. I mean, if she had any proof that they had not broken up, I'm sure that information would have been shared already. So here is what Rachel said to Ashley, and you're going to very clearly hear Ashley talk about it in a very diplomatic and normal way, and then Rachel corrects her with a incorrect quote. Have a listen. And, bo- and yes, I will defend Ashley here. I think Ashley does a damn good job. I don't think Ashley can be expected to have all of the facts off the bat versus Nick's interview with his dozen or so producers and everything that wanted to talk about his conversation on my show, but wanted to avoid the actual quotes, wanted to avoid crediting me, wanted to avoid all of the truth. Here, Ashley's talking, Rachel corrects her with the wrong uh, quotes of uh, your season being a quote waste which you guys got plenty from it even if you yes. didn't get fiancés that stuck yes. um, <laughs> Tino has said recently and he's actually been quite quiet so I'm surprised to hear this headline from him uh, maybe we're misinterpreting it but he said that he is planning on watching your season of Bachelor in Paradise how does that make you feel Great question. I, well, that wasn't the full quote. <laughs> okay. So he said, she, uh, T, uh, Ashley says, Tina's planning on watching Bachelor in Paradise. And then Rachel goes, that wasn't the full quote. Well, tell us, Rachel, what was the quote? What is it? No. He said, he said he will be watching, but he will not be watching me. He said he will be watching, but not be watching me. Have you guys done your yoga yet? Because we are getting ready to do the twist of the words. Oh, wait, so he's just going to press fast forward through you? So at this point, Ashley's just responding to the quote unquote truth that she knows, which is a misrepresenting from uh, Rachel. I don't know. Maybe it's just to close his eyes every time I come on screen. I was very shocked to see that. Honestly, it feels like so much time has passed. I mean, I talked to you the last time we know he's moved on. He's dating. Yeah. Uh, so happy for him, like wanting him to be happy. So kind of hearing the negative remarks, it was very shocking. So, yeah, a little disappointed, honestly. That is super Oh, weird. she hit her with the I'm disappointed. I'm not mad, Tino. I'm just disappointed. Like, why would he even be invested enough to watch the show 
if he's going to be fast forwarding through you, like why does he care so much? So now, now he's fast forwarding. He actually set up some, uh, he's got a friend who's going to blur out all of Rachel's scenes. They're going to use the same Photoshop guy they use to blur out the butt cracks. To watch a show, to like have to go through the, you know, difficulty of fast forwarding through you on a show that like you're going to be very intricately a part of. He said he wanted to watch Tyler and Avon, who, you know, okay. may or may not be on the beach. We'll see. <laughs> I think we don't we see them in previews. I I mean, there is one fully about Tyler's abs. Okay. But who never you never know who's gonna show up. We think we know <laughs> that Brayden shows up. And we All right, so then they move on to another topic there. So Rachel said um, he's not going to be watching Rachel. Let's listen to what Tino actually said. Wouldn't that be fascinating to hear from the, from the actual man, the myth, the legend? She let this guy leave. I'm like, I know. So, uh, wow. you know what? She'll find somebody, and it, I guess won't have you know, and she won't have to go through this. And well, uh, I don't know. I think I heard she yeah. went to paradise. What do you think of that? Will you be watching? Uh, I'll, you know, I'll probably watch cause, uh, I heard rumors that like Avon and Tyler and a couple of the guys I liked from my season went down. So when he says, uh, he heard rumors that those guys went down, he knows they went down, but he can't say that because, you know, he's still not allowed to give away these trade secrets. So he says, I'm going to watch cause my buddies are on the show. Um, so I'll be rooting them on. Uh, I'll be rooting them on. Um, and if she thinks she can <laughs> find love. After everything she's been through on Paradise, I mean, good for her. You, one thing I think, whether you like her or dislike her, you got to give her credit for is there's no quitting her. So, <laughs> so that was a compliment. I know I know it sounds a little jaded, but he's he's basically more so jading the process. He's saying, look, after all she's been through, if, th- if she thinks she can find love on a beach, good for her. That's his way of saying, I don't think I could find love on the beach, but good for her. But in no way is he saying that I'm not going to watch the Rachel scenes. I, I scoured for this quote. I'll be... Uh... I'll be watching, but, you know, I'll be focusing my rooting on for uh, the boys. Yeah. Okay, so he says, I'll be watching, but I'll be focusing my rooting on for the boys. Now, could you take a leap and say, well, by focusing on rooting for the boys, he's not focusing on rooting for her. And if he's not focusing on her, she's out of focus. So that he's actually censoring himself from watching her. It's like, good grief, guys. Come on. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to be watching, too. I can't wait. And um, I did want to ask you, were you friends with Gabby's guy? All right, anyway, so they move on from there. And then then again, the titles, Bachelor, it's Tino Franco has shady reaction to Rachel Recchia. I don't know. You guys leave a comment. Was that shady? Uh, I mean, he was basically saying, hey, she's got a lot of fight in her. Good for her. Give it another shot. Tino Franco will watch Bachelor in Paradise, but he's not rooting for Rachel Recchia. You know what I mean? So they turned a positive, him rooting on his... He's like, look, I'm going to give my friends as much encouragement as possible tino's not encouraging rachel Recchia. it's like golly this is garbage and how come i gotta be you know i got a burnt nose i look like rudolph out here i'm floating around the indian ocean and how come i am bench pressing the weight of all of these podcasts in getting down to the truth not to pat myself on the i would pat myself on the back but i'm sunburnt <laughs> but my point being here is like how come some jabroni like me in my car or in my you know like little uh, bungalow villa floating over the 
current here uh, can get down to the truth and some of these people can't hear. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to me go through all of these random topics here. As you guys know, I'm on vacation, so I'm trying to keep this as entertaining as possible while also applying as much aloe vera as possible because your boy is burnt. And look, I'm putting the sunblock on. I just can't keep up with this strong sun. But either way, if you want to do see a villa tour, I've got it on Patreon. Uh, we have one of those uh, standing uh, bungalows that's on top of the water. You know, you can see through the glass. Well, there's a glass floor in the bedroom that shows un- under, you know, the little coral coral reef underneath us. It's really cool. If you want to see that exclusive private villa tour, go to Patreon at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. I'll post a link below um, and I appreciate everyone who's joined our community. Well, that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, I've been Dave Neal and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh, 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 oh,